Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, America. <laughs> Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I learned a new thing this week, and you get to a certain age, and you're, you kind of like, there's no m- new shit to learn. You know, life's kind of boring. I haven't learned anything new. And then you, some, this week I learned a thing that I was like, it, it was so, it was like a thing I'd never thought about before. And I've been involved in, you know, organizing and activism for a long time. And I'm like, how come I never learned this? Uh, And it was where the word boycott came from. Do you know about this? No, no, I actually don't. Yeah, it was a guy's name. It was an English landlord who owned a bunch of properties in Ireland. It was occupied. This is back in the late 1800s. And the guy was such a prick, he kept jacking up the price of rent until people were like, no, we're going to go on strike and we're not going to pay our rents anymore. And we're not going to take care of your your land or your farms. We're not going to fucking clean your clothes or make your food anymore. They like completely, you know, shut this guy down. And all the newspapers at the time were like, this isn't fair. They're making it. They're making this guy the victim. And all he's doing is just, just trying to extract, you know, rent from people who was countries occupied. So it was, it was like such a big deal because this had never really been done before in this way that, that by 1888, the, the, his name became a fucking verb (laughs) And and it was in every dictionary by 1888. Um, and the, it was the colonial English government sent a bunch of scab harvesters to collect boycotts overgrown crops because it's like all this food that he you know on the land he owned wasn't being harvested um so, and these scab uh these scabs were escorted by over a thousand cops and soldiers and they ended up picking around 500 pounds worth of crops pounds in money not weight um but it was at a cost of ten thousand pounds to pay all these cops so it ended up making it the most expensive potato harvest in history <laughs> and it was so it was like such a radical thing at the time and that that it became the word boycott this guy's was captain charles c boycott uh english land agent (laughs) so once again i love it and i also love that you know ireland might be about uh to um 
the lect, uh, the uh, what is it, the Sinn Fein? Sinn Fein, yeah, yeah, who basically were considered terrorists by the English. <laughs> uh, they're about to be elected. Very good chance they could be taking over the government in Ireland. So, uh, I don't even know about that. That's fucking awesome. That's yeah, yeah. And if you know your Star the Trek, fucking... there's an episode where uh, Data in Star Trek refers to the uh, Irish reunification of 2024. So people <laughs> tweeting that uh, image of that out today, saying like, right on cue, right on, like almost, <laughs> almost to the year. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I hope so. It'd be fucking nice to have some kind of a actual fucking left victory in this country because yeah. all we do is get kicked in the dick on a fucking daily basis in this country, and you know, or kicked in the uterus, I guess, in this case. But it, it, it's just, yeah. So obviously, the the main thing, and probably one of the only thing I mean, we're gonna have to talk about other stuff, but the thing we're gonna mostly talk about is, of course, the, this fucking insane, you know. Uh, fucking theocratic horseshit uh decision that that is looks to be coming down the pike from the supreme court um if you've been living under a rock the f- past few days the uh in an unprecedented move a uh, draft d- uh document from the supreme a draft judgment basically from the supreme court leaked out um yeah the whole thing 98 pages long yeah and, and like who, who the fuck i don't think it's ever it? happened like <laughs> not in modern history no i mean there, right. there's been like portions of it like a like even the um i think there was a ruling for uh about obamacare for 2002 or 2012 right. i'm sorry uh and a small portion <clears throat> of that was leaked but yeah so you know but the question is like was it somebody who you know aides staff or even a justice on the court who was liberal who leaked this or was it somebody who was you know right wing and was trying to get the the good news out to right. all of their fucking rabid kkk people it's hard to say but so and so yeah so this 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 judgment leaked out the entirety of it the draft document uh basically confirming that the fucking you know uh, far right supreme court is going to overturn roe v wade which has been Settled law since 1973 in this country. So now, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it, it's, I'd say it's unfathomable, but bleh, unfathomable, but I mean, this is, we knew this shit was going to happen. I mean, when you, when we saw the people that, you know, were getting put on the court, the fucking, you know, rapists like Brett Kavanaugh, the world, um, <laughs> who's going to rape you and then tell you you can't get your fucking raped fetus I mean, aborted you'd because think he's if such a great guy. Would abortion, it would be rapists, right? You know? Like I mean, would, of all people, fucking evidence, right? <laughs> like, right? I mean, that's it's not just... how it works. I mean, if you read the Bible, it's it's got a lot of rape in there, and they love right. so they love that shit. It's just like, well, I raped you, so now you're my property. Like, and like and abortion, by the way, in the you know that's the funny thing about the Bible. The only mention of abortion is a detailed explanation on how to actually. <laughs> Right. <laughs> give your wife give your wife an abortion oh, there's what, no mention of like maybe not all your wives but at least right, one right. of your wives you're how to give a to. wife an abortion there's nothing right. about like oh you shouldn't do this uh and and actually even in the and this is you know people have obviously been digging up passages from this because this is of course a completely uh religious right uh you know theocratic uh, like fanatics like have have been uh organizing around this for decades and this is you know one of maybe the biggest victory they've ever won in this country certainly in modern times in my lifetime they've they've been dealt nothing but losses because they're regressive and they uh are against human rights and they want to roll back any kind of personal freedoms despite the fact that they claim to be the party of personal freedom so this is really just 
unbelievable fucking comeback for the religious right in this country uh, at a time where the Democrats control every conceivable level lever of power, except for the fucking unelected Supreme Court. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I, you know, I, it, so, and it looks like it's going to be a five to four decision with um, what's uh, probably... I, did 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 it come out who who is going to be voting for? I mean, I, I, I don't think it, that. Actually, I thought when I looked at it, it said it was going to be six three. Because uh, uh, fuck, one one of the well, no, I guess fucking Kennedy retired because Kennedy was always kind of like like on the fence. I believe I, I he you know he was not uh, he was kind of like the holdout. Uh, I think for the Republicans yeah, for a while. I, I don't but, even know. They're all fucking right winging to me, right? right? So like and. The, and Right. And so, you know, again, we knew this was going to happen. Uh, you know, Lisa Murkowski. I didn't Murkowski think this was going to happen. I'm surprised by this because the, the Supreme Court's only overturned two of its rulings in the last 125 years to to for the court to undo right. something it previously ruled on. Um, it, it, it is very unprecedented, right? It, yeah, it's, it's nearly unprecedented. Uh, I you know what, though, I'm not really shocked and i think this is a good indicator that we're in for a really fucking rough road ahead because uh you know the, the court's always been right-wing as shit and really you know uh ideal uh ideologues like right-wing ideologues have been put on the on the court but mostly they've been put there just to protect capital and now we're seeing the kind of fusion of of the the right-wing you know capital protectors and the the theocratic fucking lunatics like the AC, you know, Amy Coney Barrett's who who genuinely is a, is a fucking religious nut job and I think the more you see people like that I think they have they're gonna have no qualms whatsoever with overturning settled law overturning you know decisions that were made I think marriage equality is for sure on the chopping block I think you know it, it well, this is not it's gonna be it's good honestly though I, I think it's time for the left to have some introspection really do some soul searching and, you know, think about uh, like, are you, are you finally sorry that you voted for Susan Sarandon for president in 2016? <laughs> oh God. I, 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 you see you joke, but that's literally like Susan Sarandon again, trending all week this week because fucking idiots still can't understand the fact that a Democrats control every lever of power and have done so multiple times over the last fucking 50 years and could have easily codified Roe uh into law they could do it tomorrow they could do it tomorrow they could fucking do it tomorrow all they have to do is get rid of the filibuster which they totally fucking could do but they won't do that but they won't do that because this is what they fundraise on no and 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 biden already said that i mean he already and i'll i will get into some of his comments later but so i mean but if you really want to point fingers you should probably point fingers at a point your finger at the fucking egomaniac of all egomaniacs rbg who should have retired when Obama won in 2008 and 2009 after she had been through multiple bouts of cancer, 80 something years old, fucking, you know, fight knocking on death's door for the last 10 years of her life. Uh, but just didn't think that she should be told that she had to retire, even though she was fucking decrepit and ancient and, uh, out of step with the times as we, you know, detailed multiple times with her, you know, more recent kind of comments publicly about Colin Kaepernick and, things of that nature um and should have fucking retired and this wouldn't be an issue right now the the democrats uh, would not be in the situation they're in right now if she had retired if she had retired when well, you know you know susan sarandon just wouldn't let her 
Okay, you got to understand the hierarchy of power. Okay, at the top you have Susan Sarandon, and she controls Russia. Russia controls Trump. Trump controls the GOP. The GOP controls Fox News, and Fox News controls all of America. That's well, we know, just we know, how it works. So RBG Susan might well have wanted to retire, but, true. but I, I, Sarandon just would not let it happen. No, you know, she'd actually camped out outside of the uh, Supreme Court HR office and would not let RBG bring tender her two weeks resignation. Yeah. <laughs> Sarandon had like a bomb HR. strapped to her, you know, like around her fucking neck and was like, if you let RBG out of that building, you're going to lose a national treasure. Oh God! I, Capital I mean, security just, was just like there's nothing we could do. There's I mean, we have no ability. Horrendous, <laughs> right? It's very, very, very underreported, but that is actually what happened. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, look again. I, I just, you know, I, I think all bets are off with this, with the, with the nut jobs, the young fucking fundamentalist nut jobs that they put on Supreme Court. Gorsuch is another one. Um, you know, I don't think Brett Kavanaugh is particularly idealistic. He feels a lot more like the like one of the good old boys from the Bush era. Uh, you know, like, you know, rapist frat boy types. Like, I don't think he's a religious ideologue. I think he'll toe the party line and has no problem, uh, you know, ruling on an ideological ground. Um, and Clarence Thomas is a fucking idiot and doesn't know anything and will do whatever, you know, his wife tells him to do. His wife, Emily. yeah, his wife Emily, who apparently uh, it, it was like heavily involved in, in in allegedly in plotting the the fucking insurrection on January sixth, <laughs> but uh, just you know that you know total totally normal for a Supreme Court justice's wife to be involved in that and not uh, have him face investigation or impeachment. Well, I, I love uh, how the, the the attitude of the Supreme Court is that like they're somehow apolitical. It, it's right. like you're literally one of the three branches of government. What the fuck are you talking about? And I, I absolutely love how revealing um, Chief Justice uh, Roberts' comments were about the leak itself. And right, because that's what they made everything about. Right. This is just fucking hilarious. And you realize like what what scared, timid little fucking shit babies they are. Uh, so I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs here. This headline was from, I think it was New York Times, Yahoo News or something. Uh, John Roberts' worst nightmare is playing out. Oh, this is from Insider. John Roberts' worst nightmare is playing out as the Supreme Court stands poised to gut abortion rights in the U.S. Uh, so on Tuesday, the chief justice joined in on the effort to investigate the source of the leak, calling it a, quote, betrayal of the confidence of the court. First of all, the confidence of the court? Like, I don't have any confidence in your court. <laughs> no, no. So God, I don't know no. what the fuck you're talking about, you fucking Aaron Sorkin piece of shit. Uh, Roberts ordered the marshal of the Supreme Court to launch an investigation into the matter. In doing so, Roberts has essentially ordered an administrative inquiry akin to an internal investigation at a company, legal experts said. Yeah, our, our, our you know, our, our third branch of government just operates like, like any old corporation, Right. Right. At the high court, justices, clerks, and staff viewed the confidentiality of deliberations as key to preserving open lines of argument and collaboration in reviewing cases. I would argue that those are not open lines. That's behind closed doors. Okay. They just, right. they, they want to do everything behind closed doors and have they a want public no consequence. Head. Right. That's why there's, an, there's never been an audio, you know, there's no, there's no cameras allowed in the Supreme Court. Like that shit should be live streamed just like C-SPAN every fucking day. Everyone should know what's going on in our Supreme Court, but it's right. but it's not right. So that culture, uh, quote, <clears throat> facilitates a kind of lawyerly collaborate. I'm sorry. Let me jump back here. 
Okay, so that culture, quote, facilitates a kind of lawyerly work and dialogue that is hugely productive, end quote, a former clerk told Insider. But it isn't possible if people are, quote, looking over their shoulders, they added. Yeah, again, they don't want any accountability for the decisions they're making. As Chief Chief Justice Roberts is the... is the face of the Supreme Court and quote, it is viewed as his job to protect the integrity of the court as an institution and quote, they said quote, and this leak strikes a blow right to the heart of that. It just what fucking. <sighs> the, yeah. I, you you want to work without being criticized for what the fuck you're doing. You don't want to be heckled and harassed on your way out of, out of the courtroom. You want to just go in there, do your thing, have the public have no idea what's going on. Uh, except for what gets reported on uh, after the thing gets filed and you don't want any public influence affecting your decision making you know that right. that's just that that is the antithesis of democracy yeah no absolutely um and you know uh justice alito was the one who wrote the the draft um another long you know standing republican member of the supreme court and it, it was it was fucking absolute you know uh, fundamentalist gibberish uh, it, you know if you read through it, it it really is not oh yeah didn't he quote some guy who was like some uh, again like oh, some oh, english lord yes. who advocated for raping your wife yeah so i actually have I, I have the excerpts here that that were that you're referring to so uh and this is from emily bell on twitter but <clears throat> this is ver- verified information uh, Alito's draft heavily refer- uh, references English legal precedent, including that of famed jurist Sir Matthew Hale, who, it should be noted, had at least two women executed for witchcraft and wrote a treatise supporting marital rape. <laughs> I, I thought this country prided itself on fighting a revolution against England. Yeah, no, but no, we, we just take all the worst parts of the fucking, it's like oh god I mean, he's, I, he, this, this is something he's probably been been slowly writing for years oh he's wanted to drop this shit this is his this magnum is, opus exactly this is yeah exactly this is this is his <laughs> citizen kane right like he's been waiting he's been frothing <sighs> at the mouth and of course the leader was appointed by by uh the dumb bush um and, and yeah it's it's like it this is this is we we you know we spend so much time criticizing liberals and progressives on this commie tanky podcast of ours that like i think sometimes we forget that you know like the 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 far right like the real fascist the like christo fascists is still a huge collective movement in this country you know, and right. we don't talk about it a lot but it's like these people are you know the, the people that that are pro-life but also pro-death penalty you know it's just like 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 they they're insane um so there was a guy who tweeted so i have a mini tweet thread here tweeted out a picture of two fetuses and uh, along with the, the line do these look like human beings i mean these are these are so small they look like gummy bears okay <laughs> and the guy tweets out do these look like human beings capable of living on their own and making independent choices on their own lives and somebody replies, no, but they grow up to be. And the guy replies, the one on the left is an elephant. The one on the right is a dog. <laughs> it's like literally, it's 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 so underdeveloped, you can't tell what species it is. Okay. Right. And these people are like, no, it has rights. Like, no, you, you know, to, to quote Bill Hicks, you don't have rights until you're in my phone book. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, you know, speaking of Bill Hicks, we actually had a, a clip that was making the rounds on uh, Twitter this week, which was uh, a, a mostly great clip from George Carlin, who, you know, there's always anything that's happening in the world there's always a carlin bit from fucking 20 or 30 years ago that's you know pretty prescient about the the situation so there's actually him talking about uh the pro-lifers because this is you know this is right in the heat of it uh you know post roe v wade but they they were they did not go that down without a fight you know even after they lost in that case so here's here's a clip of carlin's stand-up and we'll talk about it why is it that most of the people who are against abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place? Huh? 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 Boy, these conservatives are really something, aren't they? They're all in favor of the unborn. They will do anything for the unborn. But once you're born, you're on your own. <laughs> Pro-life conservatives are obsessed with the fetus from conception to nine months. After that, they don't want to know about you. They don't want to hear from you. No, nothing. No neonatal care, no daycare, no head start, no school lunch, no food stamps, no welfare, no nothing. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. Conservatives don't give a shit about you until you reach military age. <laughs> then they think you are just fine, just what they've been looking for. Conservatives want live babies so they can raise them to be dead soldiers. <laughs> pro-life. Pro-life. These people aren't pro-life, they're killing doctors. What kind of pro-life is that? What, they'll do anything they can to save a fetus, but if it grows up to be a doctor, they just might have to kill it? <laughs> They're not pro-life. You know what they are? They're anti-woman. Simple as it gets. Anti-woman. They don't like them. They don't like women. They believe a woman's primary role is to function as a broodmare for the state. Pro-life. You don't see many of these white anti-abortion women volunteering to have any black fetuses transplanted into their uteruses, do you? No, you don't see them adopting a whole lot of crack babies, do you? No, that might be something Christ would do. So yeah, it's the '90s, so there's a little bit of dated uh, terminology there, but um... right, we don't say crack babies anymore. But that was a thing that people, you know, genuinely used to talk about back then. But but other than that, I mean, I think it's it's really spot on. I mean, it's it's just you know they they want live babies to so they can raise them to be dead soldiers. Like that's all the fucking right. right well, it, he's also sort of you know he's he's countering the '90s terms that uh, conservatives love to throw around, like welfare queens and crack babies. Right. So he's He's not uh, necessarily co-signing those terms. No, no, just, right. Just kind of turning them on their head there. But we thought it was a good clip regardless, so uh, we played it. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, I mean, and it, it's just, you know, this is the same fight that they've been having for years. And again, the, the you know, people are like, well, how, blah, 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 how can you let this happen? Uh, got news for you. The fucking Democrats have let this happen because they have used uh, protecting abortion rights as a get out to vote fucking you know uh cudgel for the last 50 fucking years they've used that constantly you need to protect women's right to choose uh you need to make sure you vote for the democrats well they voted for the democrats fucking over and over and over again and put them in those seats of power 
and they don't do fucking shit. They had a fucking super majority for two years under Obama. They didn't codify Roe. They have the fucking majority right now, and they won't get rid of the filibuster to codify Roe, despite the fact that if the situation was reversed, the Republicans would nuke the filibuster in five fucking seconds. And they have so done so multiple times. It's just, it's fucking horse shit. They never want to actually do anything. You know, the, the one or two or three idealistic people in Congress are just fucking beaten dogs at this point. They have no agency. They don't, they can't do anything. They don't want to do anything. They've, they've resigned themselves to the fact that this is a job for them that they're going to, you know, do for the next, you know, 10 to 50 or 60 years, depending on how much of a fucking psycho you are. Um, but I mean, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, uh, was against Roe v. Wade when it fucking happened. I mean, there's that famous quote of him where he says, I think it went, uh, where is it? I think it went too far. I don't think that a woman has the sole right to say what should happen to her body, which is just a great fucking quote for the, for the leader of the Democratic Party and the president of the United States to say uh, that he doesn't think a woman uh, should have the sole right to say what should happen to her body. Um, yeah, that's Joe Biden. I don't care. That's an old fucking quote. What, what, what do you, what do you think? He all of a sudden changed his mind or do you think he's lying at a political convenience and that probably deep down, he's still a deeply religious guy and probably still believes that like, you know, it's yeah. You know who it, else wasn't for a Roe v. Wade, Ruth Bader Ginsburg headline here from <laughs> New York times in her words, why Ruth Bader Ginsburg wasn't all that fond of Roe v. Wade. <laughs> It's Good just, Lord. Yeah, and, and Joe Biden also voted to <laughs> for a, a, a law back in, I don't even know what decade it was. He's been around in the, the 80s, 80s he, so yeah, he, to allow states to overturn Roe v. Wade in, in their state, right. basically. So instead of codifying Roe v. Wade, he wanted to make a law that would undermine Roe v. Wade. Right. In conjunction with Orrin Hatch, by the way. Great guy. Um, yeah, yeah. He, co- he co-authored that bill, I believe, with Orrin Hatch. Yeah. Or blue, who will, no matter who. Right, right. So yeah, you know, again, I don't want to fucking hear a, a fucking peep out of the shit fucking liberals who think that this is somehow the left's fault for not voting for for right wing lunatics like Hillary Clinton, like like how this could, how you could possibly fucking gr- gr- you know take that as the the takeaway from this fucking and they told hey they, they said we don't need your vote. How many to- times were you told in two thousand sixteen? Go ahead and vote third party. We don't need you. We don't need you. And they were right because Hillary Clinton got the most votes. So my conscience is fucking clean. Yeah, no, 100%. (laughs) If I could have voted against Hillary more than once, I would have. But there was only so many Susan Sarandons to go around. You know who else is not uh, super into protecting abortion rights and doesn't think it's necessarily a... a, um, a, a, you know, a make or break thing for Democrats is Nancy Pelosi, the leader of the Democrats in the House. Uh, th- th- this 2020 uh, tweet from the Democrats for Life. So there's a Democrats for Life Twitter account, officially verified uh, account. Uh, and this is a quote from an NBC News article. Nancy Pelosi says it's absolutely possible for someone to be a member of the Democratic Party and also be against a- a- abortion. Of course, she tells she told Chuck Todd. Yeah, she also said that focusing too much on abortion as a human rights issue uh, was was hurting the party, hurting the Democratic Party to focus too much on it. Yep. Oh, and and also, just in case you thought, oh, maybe she's changed her mind since then. This is from yesterday. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is trying to save an anti-choice Democrat as Roe v. Wade fails. Uh, House leadership is circling the wagons for Rep. Henry Quaylar against uh, 
pro-choice Democrat Jessica Cisneros, even after the Dobbs leak, uh, a Clyburn spokesperson told me he is, quote, still planning to be with the anti-abortion Quayar tomorrow at a campaign Clyburn. event. So James, James Clyburn and Nancy Pelosi are literally today campaigning for a f- the only fucking anti-choice uh, Democrat still left in Congress. Henry Cuellar, the the rep from Texas, one of the most conservative Wait, motherfuckers on the planet. They're running most for a they're running for a anti-choice, anti-abortion man against a pro-choice woman in right. Texas. Right. That, that is not... the, that is the agenda of the Speaker of the House, who is a Democrat. Okay, that is who your party is. They don't care about protecting abortion. They don't care about fucking kids in cages. They don't care about the fucking environment. They don't care about you. Right. Right. No, they don't care about any of that shit. It's all fucking act. All they care about is protecting capital and protecting their fucking investments. And, and it's not like they don't have any power. Trade. They have power, right? I mean, well, imagine imagine if they spent as much time trying to protect Roe as they do working to keep Nina Turner out of Congress. <laughs> right, right. Make Nina, sure who just gets... lost another election that she should have won in a landslide. Well, you know, she got 34% of the vote, uh, despite a big, you know, despite the fact that the entire progressive caucus endorsed her, her right wing fucking opponent and the, the entire squad ref- didn't endorse her until uh, AOC endorsed her about 12 hours before the election, which right. I'm sure was when it makes super a lot helpful. of difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> just, just, just as like an, just in case, in case she won and just got to like, check that box off so I can still, you know, run around with my eat the rich dress and people will still fawn over me right <sighs> such a and, fucking and, fake she she was uh, and nina turner i don't know if you saw that interview that jordan uh charity did with her afterwards but she was fucking done i mean she was just like i don't want to talk about the squad right now <laughs> like some of them are my friends but i don't want she basically was like i don't want to talk about it <laughs> like because he asked her like yeah uh well none of them fucking endorsed you like what the fuck and she basically said straight up like oh yeah no they were threatened to not endorse me so you know just 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 real fucking you know real strength of of character there to to listen to the fucking threats of of you know people threatening you know your career ambitions over actually doing what you think is the right thing so that you know whatever fuck them she also said she would consider running independent for and again i again could care less who fucking runs at this point but i'll fuck i'd vote for her 100 percent if she ran as an independent in 2024 i mean if they're gonna if the entire party apparatus is going to work against you anyway why not run independent? Right. Why, I'm, why not? What, what do you what, like? And this what do you is, got to is, lose at this point? <laughs> this was Bernie's fundamental flaws. He was so worried about, you know, his legacy and the fact like they're still going to shit talk it. They still shit talk him now. He fucking bowed out twice to their demands. He didn't run third party. He let them fucking steamroll him and cheat him out of two elections. He absolutely was winning and could have won and should have won. And they still shit talk him. So like, what what the fuck do you care? And I think I think she, you know, she's not friends with these people, so she doesn't have that that in her that she's like terrified of like you know pissing off her friends or destroying her legacy because she's already you know her her name is already mud in the eyes of the Democrats. So like fuck him. So I, I I hope she does run for third as a third party candidate, and I hope she fucking siphons a ton of votes from whoever the fucking Democratic shitty nominee is going to be Kamala or pete or whoever the fuck it's gonna be um i, I don't hope even it know happens. like not nobody you know with with all the wealth and the power they can't find one winning personality a viable candidate among right. them like the the best they got was a guy who you know essentially ran against the entire clinton establishment 
who had a, a mild amount of, of, you know, speech oratory skills. Right. But in, in, you know, his real personality was fucking boring. Like they just, they can't find anyone, <laughs> you know? Right. And, you know, the, the best, the closest, I don't know, Gavin Newsom seems somewhat <laughs> energetic, I guess. <laughs> like maybe right, they could right, beg him to run for president. When he's not coaching the 1992 Miami. <laughs> he, he looks, he looks fair. <laughs> right. And, and again, like, like, I'd every... love to run for president, but, you know, I got to keep uh, approve even more um, petroleum wells in California so I can keep my Lonzo hair Morning's back. really, really hitting the coke hard. I got to make sure that he, he eases all, off. All that fuck, all that fracking, the all the fracking fluid is just going right into his hair. Got to keep that shit slicked back. <laughs> That's how he keeps it so nice and shiny and it never, you know, never seems to fade. Um, Yeah, I I mean, it's just a joke at this point. But, you know, again, I I just don't I I can't even talk to liberals about that. I can't even have a conversation about this because I just want to. I thankfully don't know any. (laughs) I mean, except for like a couple relatives. And, you know, we've just decided not to talk about politics between elections. Right. I actually, you know, I don't I used to at my old job talk about politics all the time with the people that work there at my new uh, job which i love by the way just in general it's way fucking better in, in every conceivable way except the fact that i am surrounded by right-wing uh individuals <laughs> i'll just leave it at that because i don't want to give any i, I don't I, who knows who the fuck is listening but yeah it, it, so i it, it won't be something i'll be discussing with co-workers anymore for sure Did but, you become um, a cop <laughs> no, no no but 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 it's it's in manufacturing manufacturing adjacent so it's you know it's just it's a it's a right wing industry. I mean, that's you know, it, it's it's an inevitable fact of of working in a place that has a large percentage of of the yeah. laborers are kind of like you know. You think that wouldn't be possible? Workers. Like, but I so I did some phone banking for uh, a confederation of labor unions um, during one election cycle because I just right. I, I needed money, and you know I've done a lot of jobs involving you know call center type jobs, and this was interesting because. Uh, you got to talk to a lot of right wingers who had been part of a, a some kind of labor union doing construction or whatever, who had just like extreme far right opinions and hated the fact that they had to be in a union to work that job. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> really? you, you, oh, you, you, so getting paid twenty six bucks an hour? Yeah, what a bummer! Like you realize right. you wouldn't get you realize you wouldn't get paid that without the union, right? Yeah, like you're getting fourteen an hour if you're lucky. Like yeah. Know. Yeah, like the reason why you got to retire at, you know, uh, 60 and why you have a house and like, you know, I'm assuming a four car garage is because you're fucking union, asshole. Right. right. Um, Ugh, never learn. They'll never learn. Yeah, I felt dirty, though, because it was like, obviously, uh, all the, the, the phone calls we were making was for Democrats. And I was just, you know, at the time I was like, <laughs> <You're just> like <laughs> uh, I'm like, whatever, they're paying me. <laughs> so, right, right. I'll... No, fuck. Hey, you got to look, you got to survive something. Yeah. Well, the, the weird thing was, it was there was a city election at the time, too. And everyone was like, well, I already know who I'm voting for, for all the fucking Democrats. So, but, you know, right. thanks for calling and telling me who the union endorsed, like, like they're going to fucking endorse anyone and then the, the incumbent Democrat anyway. Uh, but they all right. wanted to know, like, who I personally was voting for, for the city elections, which the unions hadn't done any endorsements on, or at least not the... AFL-CIO. Uh, and so I got to actually have like real conversations about the city <laughs> politics with people that were like, I really don't know who to vote for for these other races. Uh, how are you voting? And I would like kind of talk to them about my personal stuff, which I was totally allowed to do. Right. My phone call. Right. Uh, and that was actually like the, the thing I really enjoyed about that job. It wasn't like a very long job because you only do it for about a month. And that's 
you know, then right. you're done. But, uh, yeah, just it, again, I tried to like make the most out of it, even though I was just kind of like, oh, <laughs> I'm calling, <laughs> calling to let you know <laughs> about these worthless fucking Democrats. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you can vote for these people. It won't matter, but I'm getting paid. So do you want to just like talk to me for five minutes? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, um, well, but that's, I mean, that's how, you know, when you have, you know, some, some of these races, even for like a senator, they might only win by, you know, say 10,000 votes, you know, 20,000 votes. And it's like if, right, AFL-CIO is, is, is making, you know, in one state might make 500,000 phone calls, right? And so like that can sway an election, like that kind of outreach can sway an election. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, they're always going to support the most right wing Democrat every time. Right, that, that's just who they are. Um, so, yeah, that I mean, it, it was an interesting experience. It was very like I, I learned a lot about how that apparatus functions. Right. Yeah. No, it, it's unfortunate, too, because once they merged and they kind of, you know, made sure to to, to <laughs> shed themselves of Eugene uh, Debs' influence. That's that's what the AFL-CIO turned into. That's what every major labor organization, unfortunately, seems to turn into. And, you know, it's just whenever you get money involved in that level of, of uh, corporate organization in terms of, like, the structure of the, the organization, it's just it's, – it's almost fucking inevitable. It's really a shame. But, um, you know, it's funny you said that about that. I almost took a, a – not similar job but but they were advertising a lot near me uh recently for like covid testing uh like administrators like you you know like you're the paperwork people for like the the drive up sites and shit and they were paying like pretty good it was like 25 an hour to like or i think it's even more in some places but like i'm glad i'm fucking glad as hell i didn't take that because like that i'm sure those people all got laid off at this point because uh, nobody seems to give a shit that COVID is is a thing anymore, even though it's like worse than it's been for quite a while right now, especially like it's in here in Connecticut, it's up to like 10, 11, 12% positivity when they're not even like logging tests anymore. Like it, it's just, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't take that position and took the, the, the job I ended up taking. But um, yeah, Chicago's got a spike going on right now. Um and it was about a week ago, a week and a half ago, I went into CVS and uh, the security guard there told me, uh, I don't have to wear that mask anymore. And he said it like he was implying he oh, wanted God. me to take it off, like as for security concerns, you know, it's oh, like, fuck off, you know, <laughs> like, I, listen, I know you've only been here like a month, but I've been coming here for years. OK, so uh, I haven't stolen anything yet. Chill the fuck out. But it's right. like literally like the reason, you know, it's like the fact that nobody in here is wearing a mask is all the more reason that I'm going to keep wearing it because <laughs> right. I guarantee I guarantee and maybe I've said this on the show before but or, or not. But when I go into the grocery store, I'm almost I'm almost certain that everyone who's still wearing a mask is vaccinated and has gotten a booster <laughs> right. and everyone not wearing a mask has not been vaccinated. So right. Exactly the opposite of what it should be. <laughs> right. Right. No, 100 percent. My uh my my new workplace like nobody wears a fucking mask and like it's just so i i wear mine because i'm just like I, you know people are constantly in the especially in the last week or so uh coughing and sneezing a lot more i'm like oh okay that's uh well take note of that i'll be the only one not out next week <laughs> but um right. whatever you know i mean fuck whatever it really doesn't I, i'm used to it i did it at, at my the pharmacy job for fucking three years i i can you know i go outside and get some air take a water break like 
it's not that bad i can i can fucking deal with it it sucks yeah. but like I, it, it doesn't suck as much as covid so like the, and, only, the only thing i don't like about like wearing an actual mask mask is, is the fact that it goes around ears it always hurt my ears right it so does you're right yeah, most of the time i've just used a bandana right and it's it's mm-hmm. folded over a couple times so it's like multiple layers and in most places that's been fine there's only been a couple times when they you know like i went into an apple store and they were like oh we actually would like you to wear like a, a real you know mask and here's right, one right. And i was like okay um and like on a train or a bus i'll, I'll wear like a real real mask or whatever right um but even just even that mm. like even just the mm. bandana if i'm i've always worn a bandana like in the winter time when i'm cycling because it's you know outdoors and it's fucking right. cold and you're on a bike and you know cold air is blowing on your face whatever direction you're riding in um but when it's really cold out which has been fucking furiously cold all spring here you know you get a ton of condensation on it and once it's totally wet air doesn't go through it so all those people that were like oh i can't breathe the mask on it's like that's not true unless it's wet <laughs> and then you really right. can't but how many but of those it's people because it's you know it, it's not doing what it's supposed to do at that point anyway. well right exactly but you know when i'm out riding my bike uh at oh, you know, right, 10 right. o'clock at night i'm not really coming into close contact with anybody else so it's no not, no no of course worried, um, but yeah, and, and just shout out real quick to I, I won't say his name because you know just for privacy reasons, but one of my really good friends is uh his his girlfriend's been in the hospital for like the last three weeks with like a really bad case of COVID. So, but she he said she she's doing a lot better now, so she should be getting out soon. But like, that's still a, fucking real. It's and, a good reason and, to get a shout out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for real. Uh, so you know, I hope hopefully she's she's doing better, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 fucking still serious, and we don't talk about it as much just because like there's literally zero fucking coverage of it or action on it. I mean, <laughs> well, another stimulus, well, LOL. But the, um, the Chamber but of Commerce decided fucking... that COVID was over, so why would right. the media cover it anymore? Right. Of course, of course. It, it's our, our business sponsors have uh, informed us we have to stop talking about COVID at this time, uh, lest we interfere with our uh, merch page algorithm but uh right. yeah well actually i was i was feeling uh kind of sick yesterday and i i never get sick for more than 24 hours i just don't right like i i haven't you know the worst i had was like uh like 13 years ago i had an ear infection that stuck around for a while but i didn't feel sick any other any other way but uh yeah so i was feeling a little achy had some uh little some chills uh like my skin hurt you know that feeling where you're just like anything you touch hurts you know yeah. um but it's gone now. I feel fine. I slept in, got a lot of rest, uh, drank a lot of fluids. But uh, I knew it wasn't COVID because I just knew it wasn't. <laughs> right. uh, I haven't yeah. been around around anybody that was sick. You lost. But, you, uh, you didn't lose <laughs> your sense of smell or taste or anything. I never. No, yeah. I never have that happen. Um, I mean, the worst. I mean, it probably was just a mild, mild, mild flu. But I've got a really good immune system, so I don't really worry about shit. Like right. That. Right. 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 But, so, uh, um, well, you know who also, I guess, has a good immune system because she's still clinging to life is uh, <laughs> Diane Feinstein. <laughs> oh, uh, who's God. The, the, the senior senator from California, I believe, is 135 years old uh, this month. Um, you, you had a you had a little bit of a uh, interesting. I, we, I think we talked. I, I think we briefly mentioned it a couple weeks ago when that article came out where like people were just like she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing she doesn't know who i am i've been working with her for 15 years she doesn't recognize me like she does not 
long in in Congress. But, so um, we yeah we talked about this, but this was an article like this it's, is a newer it's, article. It's becoming more and more publicized, right? Right, like it's like so people who are around here uh, won't go on the record with their name, but they're going on the record anonymously, right? Right, right. because because they want it to like it needs to be known and they're trying to like blow the whistle that like, this is, this is elder abuse, right? Like somebody, somebody needs to like take her office keys away. So, but this article is like, basically the, the subtext of the article, whoever wrote it is that the people criticizing her are wrong to do so. Mm -hmm. Right. And you'll, you'll, you'll see it in the logic of why they think it's wrong for them to criticize her. So I wanted to, to just read a little bit here. So, um, the article does admit that she's declining. In the headline here, it says, as Feinstein declines, Democrats struggle to manage an open secret. Uh, so on Capitol Hill, it is widely, though always privately, acknowledged that Feinstein suffers from acute short-term memory issues that on some days are ignorable. <laughs> Notice they don't say it's not there. They just say it's ignorable. <laughs> right, because she has her good days and but, bad days, like everyone with Alzheimer's. Right. But on others, raise concern among those who interact with her. So they're acknowledging the problem's always there. It's just like some days they can get away with like pretending it's not a problem, even though it is. <laughs> right. It, it, which is just that that's like right there. It's like, what are you doing? Um, I wouldn't let her cross the street and she's making laws that control the lives of 330 million people. Like, <sighs> So Feinstein is often engaged during meetings and phone conversations, usually coming prepared and taking notes. But hours later, she will often have forgotten those interactions, said the people familiar with the situation, who insisted that they not be named because they did not want to be quoted disparaging a figure they respect. Like, really? You respect somebody who refuses to, to step down and, like, doesn't even remember who you are and you respect that person? Like, that's... <laughs> it's un But this is, again, this is Aaron Sorkin's fucking brain worms infecting... The younger liberals who 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 serve in 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 you know the halls of power is that they just they have this reverence for these fucking fossils who just cling to the levers of power with their just decrepit crypt keeper fucking talons, you know until until it just completely turns to dust and falls off. Like they refuse right to just do the right thing. And, it's, and it's not like the Rolling Stones going on you know another fucking tour and you get to go watch the rollings this is somebody who like controls your life right what the Keith fuck are you doing? richards be, being a fucking you know dinosaur on stage you know playing fucking brown oh, sugar is not going to affect still... anyone's feinstein's up there still legislating yeah <laughs> right. you know he's not he's not actively harming anyone's life he's actually you know enhancing you know people's people who go to see them's lives you know by 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 still being able to play like she's actively making laws and obstructing laws uh that affect everyone in this fucking country. everyone in the world's fucking you know lives you know when you think about it especially in terms of you know climate i mean i fuck we remember that that video that we played you know a couple of years ago from when the fucking young climate activists like went to her office and they're like please can you just like do something and she like was like I well I know more than you and you like like told them off and like basically it was like fuck them kids to a bunch of ten year olds who are like can you please not like kill the planet that I have to live on yeah well now she doesn't know more than them years. because her brain is turning into pudding and she has <laughs> the mind of a baby so right. uh, a recent article in the San Francisco <sighs> Chronicle her hometown newspaper reported that some of Feinstein's colleagues believe she is mentally incompetent to serve. 
This is our hometown newspaper printed this. One lawmaker recalled having to reintroduce himself to the center. Not not an aide or a staff, but another lawmaker. Somebody else who's a senator. <laughs> another congressman or senator, right. right. And, it, you know, you're not going to remember the name of every fucking freshman you know, you know, representative, but you can't remember the names of all the senators. Like that's, that's really bad. So uh, one, one lawmaker recalled having to reintroduce himself Mm. to the center multiple times, helping her locate her purse repeatedly and answering the same set of basic small talk questions over and over again. Most lawmakers argue most lawmakers argue that on, the only people who can tell a senator it is time to retri- retire are family members. But Feinstein's husband, uh, Feinstein's husband, financier, and Democratic mega donor Richard C. Bloom, who passed away in February, shared his wife's stubborn nature and unwillingness to consider an exit from the Senate. Last year, he was still telling friends she could run again in 2024. Oh my god, she is ninety years old. I think. Like, what? She's eighty-eight. She's eighty-eight. So she'll be. So she'll be. Yeah, she'll be ninety years old in twenty twenty. Like, like like Jimmy. Jimmy Carter's doing fucking great, but Jimmy Carter is smart enough to not. You know, he wouldn't run for office again if he was still a fucking senator. No, he's been out of office for fucking thirty, forty years. Like he he has no. Yeah, I think the decline is part of it. Like the more your mind declines, the more you're not aware of its decline. Right. right. And the more you're just like, there's nothing wrong with me. It's like, eh, <laughs> you know, so a couple, just, couple what, more. What is what is what is broken in, in these people that they want to just right. fucking chain right. themselves the, to their their Senate chambers until they're hmm. dead? Like what you, you, you've spent all this time enriching the, the worst fucking cretins in this fucking country and lining your own pockets like do you not want to enjoy the fruits of your fucking ill-begotten gains like no, what are it's, you doing? it's because everyone tells them they're doing fine and to keep going right it's it's all the yes men around them propping them up because they all think oh if i just you know applaud the the fucking famous rich lady from california in the senate then then i'll you know be <clears throat> you know anointed with the fucking oil to you know my career is gonna go it's just you know you've seen veep on hbo yeah. it's those are all the real people I mean, oh, yeah, I, no, I couldn't it's... I couldn't watch more than a few episodes of that show because I was just like, this, this is how they really are. They are all this petty and selfish. Right. Just infuriating. Craving. I don't find it like an escape at all to watch <clears> shows <throat> like that because it's just no. infuriating. And yeah, it's just oh God. And she's always just been such a fucking cretin. Like, I mean, you know, we talked about uh, famously she when she was mayor of San Francisco after she fucking, you know, <laughs> slotted herself into that seat after harvey milk was murdered uh she you know kept putting the fucking confederate flag back up outside of uh city hall when a bunch of activists you know i mean i I think we all recall when the state of california um (laughs) was was on the side of the confederacy crucial uh, in some of the big you know victories in the in the confederate armies uh arlington california uh gettysburg california uh yeah yeah, right. so just a couple more paragraphs here. Course, yeah. In the U.S. Senate, there is a long tradition of powerful men who have failed to move on to anything else, even long after it was glaringly apparent that they could no longer function on their own. Oh, so, so they're saying, well, if the men can stick around until they're a fucking raisin, then why can't oh, the women? Oh, my God. What the? Okay, yeah. Keep going. So in his final years in office, former Senator Strom Thurmond, Republican, who retired at the age of 100, could barely speak or hear and relied on staff members to help him on and off the Senate floor 
where they could also be heard telling him how to vote. Oh, my God. I, it, I, the I, articles I, presenting I, this as though that's the norm and that's okay and that's fine and that's good. Like, literally, they could just be like, you know, like, hey, hey Strom, uh, we want you to, you know, vote this. Like, you have no idea what you're even fucking doing. It's just, it's it literally weakened at Bernie's where you just have a dead body and you're, like, moving his hand with a string. <laughs> Senators are literally one of 100 people elected to represent 350 million people in this fucking country to, to, to pass laws to, to, you know, to fucking, you know, uh, like basically rule over the way we live our lives. And, and this is, they think it's acceptable for one of those 100 people to, to have fucking mush, you know, leaking out of their ears and not know what they're doing and just be a, it's, it's just unbelievable that anybody could defend that from, from fucking anybody. Even the Nazi Pope. Even the Nazi Pope knew when it was time to step down. Okay, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I, and and I mean that maybe could have been cognitive. That maybe could have been like uh, too much heat from the uh, the little boy touching that was going on. But who knows? Like, but but for sure, he knew he knew when the when when it was time to cash the chips in. Yeah. Well, I got to um, say, our, our our new Pope, our current Pope, our Marxist Jesuit uh, Pope, uh, he just keeps knocking it out of the park um tanky pope as they're now now calling him because he <laughs> like rightfully said that like Zelensky and nato made this fucking war happen you know they, right. they kept poking the bear and this is what happens um i'm a little disappointed that like he wants to go to moscow and meet with putin and putin won't pick up the phone um but yeah he basically said like i'd rather go to moscow and talk to putin than go to kiev and talk to Zelensky. <laughs> yeah. his, his actual quote was that uh the quote barking of nato at russia's door may have forced putin to invade ukraine which is yeah absolutely just inc- incontrovertibly the truth of the situation whether you agree with him doing it or not that's absolutely what fucking happened and we've you know discussed a myriad of ways in which that's you know the reality of the situation but you know, uh, yeah. I mean, again, Pope. As long as it's not on a fucking issue of something like abortion or gay marriage, and, and even though he's like a lot better than his colleagues, but you know, I, I could kind of give a shit what he has to say about things like that. But when it comes to matters of, you know, economics and and you know, uh, world conflict, he he's pretty fucking spot on. Like I got to give it to him. He wrote like a, a something like a hundred and sixty thousand word long uh, essay. And I forget what it's called when the Pope writes an essay. There's a special word for it. Um, but he wrote like a 160,000 long thing about climate change in like detailed all the things we need to do different down to like, you know, urban street planning. Like he's that fucking he has that good of a mind about shit like this. So just right. two last paragraphs to close out the Feinstein thing. Feinstein people close to her said is far more independent and some argue that she's being held to a sexist double standard right uh to feinstein the question about her fitness are missed or the questions about her fitness are mystifying and offensive she grows angry at the mention of the prospect that she might consider stepping down pointing out that she still excels at securing funds for california showing up to vote attending hearings and leads the spending panel that controls energy and water programs yeah so she knows where the money is. She likes controlling she, she, the money. Right. She doesn't bury the lead with what actually is like the reason that, you know, it, it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's on fucking real. Right. The, the spending panel that controls energy. <clears throat> that means petroleum. <laughs> That's, right. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah. It, it's it, not like some other fucking sleazy hair slick back younger capitalist couldn't do the job, too. It's just she likes 
the prestige. She likes feeling like she's important and powerful. Yeah. Right. She, and she, and, yeah, and right. The, the kind of narcissists that want the job in the first place are the kind of people that never will let it go. Right. No, you should be conscripted into serving, you know, as a senator or a congressperson in this country. It should not be anybody. Nobody who wants the job should be able to have that job. It's it just it's just fucking psychotic or at but... the very least have fucking term limits there, there should be term limits right. on the supreme course, court there should be course. term limits on congress there should be term limits uh, you know for mayor most cities have term limit limits for mayor right right and there should be way more fi- and the senate shouldn't exist and there should be way more congress uh people like it should it just be a much bigger representative body because it would be a lot more um reflective of the actual makeup of the population but you know it's just never going to happen in this country until we actually do what we need to do and fucking replace this awful system of fucking governance with a with a better one like with with literally anything else i was going to tweet out and it's uh, yeah and it's at this point it's communism or barbarism and we're 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 we're, we seem to be choosing the barbarism route on a daily basis so i I mean you know barbarism's worked for 245 years i don't know why we change course in midstream right uh yeah i was gonna i was gonna tweet out abort the supreme court and i was like no i'll get banned for that (laughs) right the the twitter algorithm will consider that to be uh, a endorsement of terrorism right um speaking of getting Um, banned we got a seven day ban on our fucking facebook page because i tweeted out a meme where it's a lady with a little hand puppet looking at a picture of Mussolini. And I don't know the woman or the puppet says who to what, but uh, it says, I don't understand. I don't understand what it is. And then the, like the puppet goes, Oh, that's because it's upside down. And but the, <laughs> but it's, the picture's not upside down. So then the picture is turned upside down and goes, Oh, it's Mussolini <laughs> because he was, it was the day he, he was the anniversary of the day that he was hanged. And he was he was killed. I think he was killed before he was hanged because he was not hanged by his neck. He was hung upside down. No, right. And they hung him like, and his mistress up, I think, after after they, they killed him in, right. in the streets or whatever. <laughs> so Facebook banned us for seven days for that. And their reasoning was that it said we were promoting violent individuals or organizations. And I don't know if the Facebook algorithm thinks that we were promoting Mussolini or promoting the people that <laughs> hanged him. But clearly they had a problem with one of the two. Like, oh, M- Mussolini, we, we, we can't uh, endorse the violence against Mussolini. Like, what? what? <laughs> like I could totally, I could totally see that. In world history. Like, yeah, but yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Um, you know, it's fine. It just always, whenever I think about him being hung upside, you know, uh, upside down, I always think about the hilarious, maybe my favorite Twitter, Twitter interaction of all time, uh, when Jim Carrey on on the anniversary of Mussolini's uh, uh, death in in 2019 tweeted out, it might have even been that same cartoon image, but or it, it's it was a cartoon image of Mussolini uh, and his mistress hanging upside down, and he tweeted out, uh, "If you're wondering what fascism leads to, just ask Benito Mussolini as Mistress Claretta." <laughs> to which Alex, Alessandra Mussolini re- replied, "You are a bastard." <laughs> Which is apparently Mussolini's granddaughter, who's like a congresswoman in the Italian parliament. It's, it's just crazy. Like, imagine like what what World War II would have been like if they'd had Twitter. Like, what 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 would Stalin's just, tweets to fucking to to Hitler would have been like? Imagine just having no shame to fucking just be like be an out and out Mussolini in 
in politics like like just imagine like fucking like hitler's great-grandson like jimmy hitler was on twitter like you know shit talking all of the leftists who were like hey, you know go follow your leader and it's like oh what, what's wrong with you you bastard that's my grandfather you're talking about like imagine just having the fucking balls to like not sit that one out as the fucking descendant of of a fucking maniac mass murderer she probably got a ton of followers after that she knows what I'm she's sure. doing i'm sure you, you know it's like hey my my you know my father was the uh head of a, a nicaraguan death squad and now i'm on tv on the view <laughs> i'm on the view right so you know like they it's it's dreams it's, do come true yeah it goes on your it's on your fucking resume uh, you, you you triggered something real quick. I just wanted to mention real quick because um, you mentioned the Pope and climate change. And we were talking about the Supreme Court um, back on on Earth Day this year on the 22nd. Uh, Win Bruce, who's a, uh, a climate activist, uh, self-immolated on the steps of the Supreme Court. Uh, and he did that as a for anyone that doesn't know, that means light yourself on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, k- killed yourself by laying yourself on fire. One of the most brutal ways to fucking kill yourself um it is pretty metal it's very metal and it's it's obviously a a very recognized um form of protest especially in buddhism which which he was you know a buddhist and he did it to to protest the the climate crisis and the complete inaction on climate change so you know and of course none of the articles that talk about the guy lighting himself on fire on the steps of congress mentioned this so i wanted to mention this you know, uh, up front, because of course, you know, the reason he did it was to, was to raise awareness about this. And most of the articles like made very little or very passing mention of that rather than it being like, it's, it's, talking a, it's, point a, out it's a media out policy to not cover people who self-immolate. It happens in Washington all the time. Right. Um, it, it happened just a couple of years ago. There was a guy that did that on the, on the, um, the grassy knoll, not the grassy knoll. The the you know like the, the big the big long <laughs> yeah, stretch of fucking yeah. Um, but it's like they they have a policy of not covering it because they don't want more people to do it. It's it's like oh this this form of you know violent self harm as protest could catch on more and actually force politicians to do something about it. <laughs> so we deliberately right. don't cover it. It is right. a, a deliberate media policy to not cover those those actions. Right. Right. Yeah, but so you know, oh fuck. Um, well, they're gonna do like they get just gotta like more people to team up and like do like fifty people, you know, just barbecue them all at once. Then then you can't ignore it. If it's one guy, <laughs> they could ignore it. You just got get like a uh, you know get some death cult together and just be like, hey, you know what we could do? You could instead of just drinking the Kool Aid out in the middle of the jungle, like what if we all went somewhere you know together and all killed each other at once? Uh, right, you know, just do something worthwhile for a, for a good cause. Fucking... For a good right. cause. <laughs> And then the media's uh, got to cover it. So right. Um, <laughs> well, you know, before we get out of here, you wanted to kind of give some updates on the on the Ukraine situation. Um, yeah, I, I've gotten to just, I mean, the the point where, like, at first it was they, everyone had the Ukraine flags and their little handle on Twitter, you know, or on, the, on their not on their, you know, writing their name or whatever. And but then it kind of died out. But like now, the only people who still have that are like the worst shit libs imaginable. Um, I, I tweeted out about, you know, like if, if only Congress had uh, fought for Roe as hard as they fought to keep me to turn out of Congress. And of course, I got a reply from a Ukraine flag account saying she did it to herself. Like, because, of course, the kind of fucking shit libs that would keep the Ukraine flag in their fucking handle at this late stage in the game are people that would hate Nina Turner. 
Of course. Um, and of course, these are all the same Lunatics. fucking Democrats who were mad that Biden pulled troops out of Afghanistan. So the, they're mad about Russia invading Ukraine, but mad that America stopped invading Afghanistan. And it, the, it's, it's just comical how contradictory they are. So I had a, a couple of tweets from an account here. Uh, name of the count is casualties of the day. And then the Ukraine flag tweeted out, I grow tired of repeating it. So there, this will be the last time, I doubt. Uh, Russia's issue was neither with Ukraine joining the EU nor about Ukraine joining NATO. The invasion is solely about Russian imperial uh, revanchism uh, and the existence of Ukraine as an independent state per se. So I don't have the date on this tweet because somebody else screenshotted this. So I don't know how far apart these tweets were, but uh, the same account, casualties of the day, uh, Ukraine flag, was responding to news that the Solomon Islands... Uh, are uh, tentatively entering into uh, negotiations with China. I assume some kind of military aid to them. So th- this tweet says, I know it's unpalatable, but if we can't, the U.S., if we can't coerce or otherwise bribe the Solomon Islands to renege on this deal with the CCP, the U.S. and Australia should invade and overthrow its government and install <laughs> a more pliable one. That is how this is done. So... <laughs> Well, that is how this is done historically. So, I mean, they're not wrong about that last part. Um, so, why would you oppose psychopaths Russia doing something that you clearly have no problem with the U.S. doing? It's 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 almost like there's a different kind of imperialism that you support, <laughs> right? These people uh, are psychopaths. I, I I mean, I mentioned you before we went on air. I it is like a guaranteed fucking t if you see Ukraine flag in the bio that you're going to read the worst fucking take about whatever particular subject that person's tweeting about. Oh, like it, it's, it's a it's a perfect warning system. Um, and I've been I, honestly like if I don't follow anyone that I'm aware of that has a Ukraine flag in their um, uh, in their Twitter right. handle, but I've I've still see Ukraine flags get retweeted into my timeline, <clears throat> and even if it's about something that I care about or don't care about. I just mute that account so I'll right. never have to see it again. <laughs> so. No, I, I same. And it, it, it's just fucking like I, it literally infected like movie and TV Twitter. I, I was saying, telling you before we went on air, like I've seen like the worst like pro wrestling takes imaginable by people with Ukraine flags in their bio. Not even about politics. Just it, it's just like there's something just fundamentally just stupid about anybody who would like it's just they're not curious people they're not curious right it's just people who think that they're intelligent but they're like really the stupidest people on earth because they literally just believe whatever the media narrative about any what any particular subject is so it's not the people that listen to this show the people that listen to this show that understand that we tell them the right things to think they're smart except that (laughs) lunatic who fucking hate listens to the show and is like always the first comment on our uh, oh yeah that guy could go fuck himself but everyone else no you guys another commenter on our soundcloud page too that was like you know i was enjoying the show until you started uh, you know, talking about how uh, you, you totally support Putin in Russia, you should stick to, you know, union bread and butter stuff. And I was like, we, we've never said that we support Putin or Russia. We said that they had justification for their, you know, the the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Right. I mean, that's just totally bad. 40 years of NATO aggression right. like that. That doesn't mean we've said this repeatedly. That's that doesn't mean we're pro-Russia. We might be tankies for the you know former Soviet Republic, but. Uh, definitely not a fan. Somebody, someone else. Also, back to the abortion, real quick. Um, you know when uh, Russia legalized abortion? The nineteen twenty-eight or something. Nineteen twenty. 
1920, just three years after the revolution. (laughs) Right. Because the Soviet Union was fucking awesome uh, until we we systematically helped dismantle it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 of course, made a lot of mistakes. I mean, it lasted, it lasted a pretty short time, you know, all things considered, like considerably yeah. shorter than, than the United States has existed well, for. Almost happened on that... accident, too. Like, Lenin right. wasn't even in Russia when it happened. He had to, like, hop on a train and was like, oh, shit. Now <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, fuck. <laughs> right? Going down. It's going down. Let's go. Going down. Yeah. <laughs> he was hanging out in right. Paris riding his bicycle. Right. But just unbelievable, amazing, you know period in history and and you know of course we can never stand pat as as a much better system of governance uh gains prominence so we're going to do everything we can to destroy it and we of course eventually found enough suckers uh to to you know follow us down that fucking primrose path but um yeah it's just you know i i just have no fucking interest in even engaging with those people anymore it's just that they're they're fucking no. idiots they're not curious about the world well, like and said. they'll they're they'll not... admit to be liars they'll admit to being liars there's an article from the bbc uh that the ghost of kiev never existed ukraine now admits it was invented to boost morale <laughs> which uh we like, said like, at the it? time because it was a fucking ge- people like literally in the comments of that video of the ghost of kiev aka like that fighter pilot doing that amazing bombing run and shooting down a bunch of Russian, you know, uh, fighter jets. And people are like, this is a video game. Like I know I played this video game. Like this is literally from like a hyper-realistic video game. So I thought whole Twitter's whole thing was stopping misinformation. Oh, right. And fact checking. Like what, what happened to uh, flagging things as state affiliated media? Oh, we only do that when it's non-Western sources. Right. So right. L- l- listen to how the fucking BBC, uh, you know, th- this is this is a complete editorial passed off as news. Right, of course. Ukraine's fighter pilots are vastly outnumbered by the Russians and have become legendary, thanks in part to the story of an alleged flying ace called the Ghost of Kiev. I would argue that uh, if you're vastly outnumbered and you have to make up a fucking lie, that you're not legendary. You're a fucking <laughs> no, no. You're but... a fucking poser. Right. So this hero is said to have downed as many as forty enemy planes. An incredible feat in an arena where Russia controls the skies. But now the Ukraine Air Force Command has warned on Facebook that the ghost of Kiev is a superhero legend whose character was created by Ukrainians. Like, yeah, I'm sure that happened organically and wasn't a fucking psyop. Right, right. Uh, For for weeks, Ukrainians did not have a name to go with the ghost of Kiev. But that did not stop the story going viral on social media. Uh, again, I'm sure that happened totally organically. Right. Justin Crump of the security consultancy firm Cybeline says the ghost of Kiev legend is, is important because in our social media age, people need myths, heroes, and legends to provide cohesion and meaning. That, that's this, this is fucking counterintelligence. This is just fucking counterintelligence. It's just fucking catnip for NatSec you know, Tom Clancy Jack offers in the West to, to feel like just, Oh, oh, we're getting one over on Russia. That's all it is. Right. Right. No, of course that's what it is. It's just, Oh God. And we said this at the time, it's all been bullshit. If you fucking believe anything you've read, that's, that's, you know, like positive about the Ukraine in this conflict, you're a fucking dupe. Like when we've said this from the beginning, it's just, it's it's all fucking horse shit and and it seems like people have the reason it's you don't hear about it as much in the news anymore is is because people fucking realize that there's like it's real embarrassing to to jump on to the um 
bandwagon of an obviously propagandized totally fake fucking narrative and you know but you know i and i gotta say even with all that i like i was at my uh my my father-in-law's my in-law's house the other day and he was watching cnn uh not even because he's like a big cnn viewer but he just you know you know old people they just like sit and leave a channel on because <laughs> that's what they do um and and i was just um, five minutes and my fucking blood pressure was through the roof because it was just non-stop fucking horse shit about about what's happening in the ukraine and they literally had like a oh and here's a here's a ex-pentagon general michael blah 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 to discuss the uh situation <laughs> and it like literally it's actually in five his name minutes, it's it's spelled b-l-u-b-l-a-b-u-b-b-a right. and i was just like but this is like just fucking non-stop like fire hosed at fucking boomers faces uh boomer liberals faces like when they watch these shows and it's like, uh, how, we have no it's fucking still not chance. even that many. It's still not even that many who fucking tune in every night. It's, it's like the same 600,000 people, right? Right. Which right, is just like course. a really small chunk of, of the audience. But, but that's everyone who argues with us on Twitter for some reason. Right. I, so Biden in a speech today, uh, came up with a new term. Um, he used the term ultra MAGA, ultra MAGA. <laughs> so that was okay, trending. Give them, give them more um, shit to whine about. Right. And so I, I'm, I'm looking through all the things that are trending, you know, the top tweets trending for ultra MAGA. And there was a uh, uh, somebody tweeted out a picture of a bunch of Proud Boys at a rally, you know, with their torches and their uh, you know yellow hats and black shirts. And the, the tweet um, the, the was captioned. Why don't we call ultra MAGA what it really is? Fascism. And of course, the account was their avi their avatar on twitter was the ukraine flag and it said (laughs) the u.s stands with ukraine (laughs) just no fucking sense of what the fuck they're talking about right right and and i'm sure if you like tried to explain to somebody like like what the fascist coup in 2014 was and like the rise of these neo-nazi militias they would then instead of going oh i didn't know that that's fucking crazy i should probably stop standing with ukraine they would compartmentalize it and rationalize it and go well but these nazis are fighting against russia the real bad guys so therefore right. not all nazis like they right. they would just they would the fucking minds are are broken and diseased I, they're fucking the, the it's worms like the, the brave mujahideen <laughs> fighters were fighting against the soviets you know that brave freedom fighter uh osama bin laden oh, these, are, these are moderate extremists these are these are these are the ones that we paid money to fight for us so they must be moderate i'm a good person <sighs> God, just shoot me. Fucking kill me. I can't even talk about this shit anymore. Ugh, all right. Well, <laughs> I think we've pretty much hit what we wanted to hit this week. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the Supreme Court thing is is devastating, but, I, you know, not entirely unexpected. It's well, just shit really- was going down in L.A. last night. Uh, people were just marching for, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade, uh, something that the Supreme Court oh, ruled yeah. on in favor of. 50 fucking years ago. And of course, Department of Homeland Security came out with a bunch of fucking cops to beat the shit out of people. Yeah. Department of Homeland Security policing the fucking city streets of Los Angeles. <laughs> like that's that's not fascist at all. Like, like, yeah, and there's literally videos of like liberal white women being like, what the fuck are you going to do to these cops? Which was fucking hilarious because um, cops there's this one video where the cop was just so taken aback by like being yelled at by a bunch of white women it was i I actually really enjoyed it it was very 
Yeah, I'm sure he went home and beat his wife. So he had. To, <laughs> no, I'm, sure, I'm sure he took right. Whole, exactly. I'm sure he took uh, the whole transference of anger thing that happens. But oh, yeah, there God. was some great videos of people uh, uh, de-arresting their comrades last night too. Right. Uh, that I saw. I, there's, well, there's one video where the cop fucking takes this guy down to the uh, to the pavement and comes inches from slamming him into a fire hydrant. Like it, it wasn't like he was trying to avoid it. He just oh, no, threw he, him down. He couldn't care less. I'm sure if he no, cracked his fucking no. skull on it. But yeah, yeah, somebody threw a fucking uh, uh, an e scooter at that cop, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. and he's like looking around, like what the? F-? He's like, he's got his baton ready, and he's like looking around, like panicking because he doesn't know where the fuck the next scooter is going to come from. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, fuck. this is. I think this is. You know, it's like, well, maybe fucking liberals will finally fucking riot with us for a change, you know? No, I, I hope so. And, you know, yeah. <clears throat> and also, sh- I just want to shout out uh, one of my one of my fucking favorite people uh, at, in, in general right now. Uh, CM Punk, pro wrestler from uh, from your your stomping grounds. He, he always uses his platform for good. Like he wore a shirt. They were in Texas a couple weeks ago and he wore a shirt, uh, you know, after they passed their fucking abortion bill. Uh with with like like uterus like you know the out the drawing of like a uterus on it and it says uh get your own then you tell it what to do um and then like he he tweeted retweeted that today with the link to buy that shirt and apparently it's it's made at uh ray gun shirts which is like a union operation uh oh, nice which which is which is awesome so <clears throat> you know i just i i appreciate when people use their fucking platform to actually you know do good shit like that as opposed to just people who are fucking cowards yeah. who won't say anything well we got a rally coming up here on saturday uh but it's at noon which is just like ugh, god. oh god i gotta get rough. you know it's it's like from where i live biking all the way downtown to, to get to somewhere by noon it's just like ugh. Um, but I saw the event page for it and there's a picture of, you know, I'm, I'm assuming from like a, a women's march of the past, right. uh, and a woman's holding up a sign that says the future is female. And I was kind of just like, Oh God, you know, but it did remind me of course of, uh, Tessa Thompson's shirt from, uh, sorry to bother you, her shirt that read the future is female ejaculation. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know I couldn't get oh, it. Man. I can't get one of those by the time this fucking rally happens, but I, I, I still kind of just like kind of want that shirt <laughs> the movie fucking rolls yeah i I, I just watched it recently too and it's like it, it it is it's like i don't like short movies but that movie's barely an hour and a half and it's still just like can't believe how fucking good it is and i love that uh steve ewan from walking dead is is the union organizer in it just because right. like homie from michigan <laughs> um and he would always like he, he said in interviews people say well where are you from you know because he's asian or Asian American, he's like, I'm from Michigan, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Wait, which which is great. It's a great way to make white people uncomfortable too, because you he knows what they mean, but it's also a great opportunity to be like, I'm from Michigan, you fucking like, racist. Where are you, you from? Like, right? Like, do, do they think that? Do I think the, you're from Italy. Like, no, if, I, if you look like you're. If you look Asian, that like you just got off the boat. Like, right, you, right. You, 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 do you know? Do you know who built the railroads? Right? Like, it's been a, it's been a minute, <laughs> but uh, yeah great movie um which we reviewed didn't we we reviewed that one. we did yeah yeah, yeah we did go check yeah, that out in the archives still, yeah can't hit track <laughs> all right well that's all i got let's get out of here yeah, yeah yeah we're gonna get out of here uh but yeah go ahead and if you want to support the show rate review subscribe wherever you get your podcast follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left facebook.com slash move left idiots whenever we eventually get our account unbanned over there um 
uh where where else patreon.com slash move left i'm on twitter at move underscore left yo and i'm on twitter at bike slutty yeah we'll see you next week Uh, oh abortion unbelievably divisive issue even amongst my friends who are all highly intelligent totally divided on abortion some of my friends for instance think these pro-life people are annoying idiots they are other my friends think these pro-life people are evil fucks. (laughs) How are we going to come to a consensus? I mean, I'm torn, you know? I try to take the broad view and think of them as evil, annoying, idiot fucks. But again, I'm a diplomat. Leave rising the scales. See, what bugs me about the whole issue of abortion is that that you don't have any spectrum of debate. You know what I mean? Even pro-choice people, they're they're like apologetic. We're not pro-abortion, we're pro-choice. We're not pro-abortion, we're pro-choice. We just don't believe the government has the right to tell us what we can or cannot do with our own bodies. We're not pro-abortion, we're pro-choice. I'm like, come on, say it. Don't walk on eggshells. People suck, there's too many of them, and they're easier to kill when they're fetuses than when they're grown up. There, my hat is now in the political ring. Gee, what party is this? It's the party of people suck! Backslap and aren't people the keenest things in the world? <laughs> Wrong. You're a virus with shoes. Here's what I honestly believe, though, and I honestly believe about life in general. We have to evolve the idea of freedom, and here's how we can do it: evolve the idea of freedom. How do we do that? Well, let's use abortion as an example. Here's a way I believe we can make everyone happy with the idea of abortion. You ready? For those people who think abortion should be available and legal, make it available and legal. For those people who think it should not be, it's not, it never was, don't worry, we're cracking now. There. Childbirth is not natural. No guy in this room wants a child, first of all. No guy wants a child. No, they don't. And any guy here who says or thinks he wants a child is no longer a guy, but a pussy-whipped freak of nature who should be out renting Alan Alda films, buying Michael Bolton albums, and reading Donahue transcripts. Because you're no longer a guy, you're out of the guy club. You're up. Guys don't want children, because guys are children, and we don't want the fucking competition. There's going to be something in the house cuter than me? This must be stopped. It's women, women who have this, this emptiness, this void inside of them. I want something to love. Fuck me, you bitch! I'm right here! What the fuck? You're acting childish. Perfect! I will 
your child man. If I promise never to mature. I'll tell you another thing. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> if you have children, I'm sorry to tell you this, but in the consistency of this philosophy, your children are not special. This is the bit that keeps packing them in. <laughs> Your children are not special. Oh, I know you think your children are special. I'm aware of that. But that does not make it so. You have to think your children are special. That's one of the hallucinations, one of the illusions, one of the fantasies you have to have when having a child. Otherwise, we would be like sane and normal animals, and we would eat our fucking young. Because that's natural. What we do is not natural, folks. Eating our young would be natural. Congratulations, Mr. and Miss Jones. It's a canned ham. Honey, it's worth the wait. more than we do with tartar sauce. <laughs> now, come on now, I'm not trying to be facetious, but think about this. Every time a guy comes, he comes 200 million sperm. 200 million sperm! And you mean to tell me you think your child is special? Because one out of 200 million sperm connected? Ooh, what are the fucking odds? 200, that means I have wiped entire civilizations off of my chest. With a gray gym sock. That is special. Entire nations have flaked and crusted in the hair around my navel. That is special. You think about that, you two egg-carrying beans out there. With that holier-than-thou, we have the gift of life. I've tossed universes in my underpants while napping. I'm even thinking about it. Boom! A Milky Way shoots into my jockey shorts. Ugh, what's for fucking breakfast? Folks, you've been great. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you.